Hey guys, welcome back to Theory Query. I'm Ethan. I'm also and I'm joined Ryan. by my friend Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> we do that every <laughs> fucking time. Every time. Uh, I'm the worst. Ugh. We suck at this. <laughs> yeah, but we try, right? God damn it! Trying and crying rhyme because of me. <laughs> what have you been up to lately? I haven't spoken to you really since we last recorded. No, really uh, not a whole lot going on. Just enjoying springtime and more sunshine. Oh, man. It's been, yeah, it's been really nice. Except it was cold today. Happy St. Patrick's Day, by the way. Oh, yeah, it is St. Patrick's Day. Cheers. It's weird how you, <laughs> I'm actually, what are you drinking? Um, something gross. What is it though? <laughs> like fake green beer. Oh, that's nice. I poured myself a no, really large. Like... <laughs> I poured. Yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> I did Accutane when I was uh, like 22 or 23 and you, you're not supposed to drink on it. So I still drank a lot. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> during, during my weekly drinking days, I decided to give my liver a break and I drank O'Doul's like a lot just to pretend. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's not pleasant. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I'm also sick everyone. So enjoy me clearing my throat and sounding like I'm talking through a wall of mucus. Cause that's my reality right now. Gross. Get a flu shot. That's a great, thing to say since <laughs> this episode this episode is <laughs> episode is all about vaccinations um which i i poured myself a very large glass of wine to be able to get through because it's fucking depressing <laughs> oh um yeah anything anything exciting happened to you this weekend no i don't lead an exciting life ryan i'm afraid <laughs> that's fine <laughs> um today i finished watching leaving neverland that was awful oh yeah how was that, that... <sighs> it it's so Seems fucking dark it's so dark and it's so sad and like it's hard to watch and you don't want to keep watching but you can't stop because it's very compelling but oh my god they play all these like spoiler alert, but not really, but they <clears throat> play. We all know, we all know what it's about. They play all these clips after kind of everyone has, you know, told their story and stuff. And they play clips from people like YouTubers and shit that are just trashing the victims and dragging them through the mud and being like, fuck you. Like you fucking just want money. And Michael would never do anything like that. And these are like fans, you know, they don't know him. They oh my God. didn't know him personally or anything. They're just like these psychotic idiots that are defending like his image, but don't actually know that he was a fucking pedophile and abused yeah. like probably dozens of, of young boys. So I'm going to go get help. myself a glass of wine. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> didn't help that. I, you know, was not feeling in tip top shape and then like put myself through that. It's, it's all, it's just, it's really sad. And I'm really sad. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's only going to get better with the next thing that we're about to talk about. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's my story of the weekend. Okay. Not doing shit for St. Patrick's Day because I'm almost fucking 30 and I want no part in it anymore. Can't do it. It's on a Sunday. I have to work on Monday. Jesus. Yeah. Also, thinking about dealing with like hordes of drunk college kids just to get one shitty green dyed Miller Lite does not sound like fun to me anymore. I'm sorry. No, absolutely not. Not about it. Um, so I drink at home by myself. Like you do. <laughs> Says nothing. Um, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. yeah. All right. So, so we cover, we've already covered a number of sad things on today's show. Um, please bring in, uh, the sad topic 
for today. All right. Um, this is this has been in the news a lot, and it's it's fun that two episodes ago we talked about um, Marilyn Monroe. Well, three episodes ago we talked about the flat Earth theory, which is like ancient. And then we went to the 1960s. Then we went to with Marilyn Monroe. Then we went to the 1990s with the Mars Volta, and now we are up to date with a current issue that is very much affecting society and becoming more and more uh, talked about more and more. It is the anti-vax as an anti-vaccination movement. So Mm. I'm going to start with the story. Okay. As if I wasn't already feeling terrible. (laughs) Here we go. It's the winter of 1994. We're in Germany. Guten Tag. A little boy named Max was diagnosed with measles. He was six months old, which meant he was not old enough yet to have been vaccinated for measles or to get the MMR vaccination. So very scary for um, that family, but thankfully he recovered. And um, everyone, you know, relaxed for a while. The danger had passed. And Max eventually, um, pretty quickly actually, returned to his normal self, just a little kid. Um, Ten years later, however, he began to have seizures and was struggling to keep up in school. They noticed that he was underperforming in math specifically, and that's when things started to go downhill. His seizures worsened, and he was eventually diagnosed with SSPE, which stands for subacute sclerosing panencephalitis. Don't ask me to say that ever again. (laughs) Which is a complication from measles, from having had measles in early childhood. Okay. And it is fatal without exception. So, very sad, very depressing diagnosis for a 10-year-old, or I think he's 10, for a 10-year-old to receive. Yeah. His health then deteriorated predictably. He began to lose function, or sorry, motor function in similar ways to maybe MS. So he, you know, um, eventually wasn't able to walk and then um, couldn't like chew and swallow without assistance after a while um, or talk. And uh, he also had the added issues of body temperature fluctuations and more frequent and severe seizures. Toward the end, his awareness of his surroundings and environment also diminished, and he died in February of 2014 at the age of 18. That's tragic. So, it's very, very sad. Why did that happen? Let's, (laughs) Let's jump in with some statistics. So the anti-vax movement, number one, Jenny McCarthy, as it were, um, was identified by the World Health Organization as one of the top 10 global health threats of 2019. So if you haven't heard about it yet, you ought to have, um, and you're not paying attention. Some, let's talk about some known anti-vaxxers, celebrity status, Jenny McCarthy and Jim Carrey. Very disappointing because Jim Carrey, I, you know, adore from my childhood. I'll never forget the image of him popping out of the rhino's asshole in <laughs> Ace Ventura. <laughs> um, Alicia Silverstone. I don't know why they're all like 90s stars. That's, hmm. that's maybe a trend. Yeah, was this percolating in the 90s um, and we just didn't didn't realize it at the time? Uh, apparently, and they're all of our like childhood heroes, Jeez. you know, clueless. Talk about talk about clueless, Alicia <laughs> Silverstone, um, <laughs> Charlie Sheen. I mean, the trend continues. Uh, okay, Kirstie Alley, who also happens to be a Scientologist. And I'm not even I'm not even going to get into that because I intend to later <laughs> in a different episode. <laughs> um, Selma Blair. Our favorite human being, Donald Trump, Rob Schneider. These are 
all like people from movies when I was either like <laughs> an early teenager or, you know, around 10 years old. Oh my God. And um, sadly to me, Bill Maher. What? Because I, Bill Maher annoys the piss out of me, but like, that's not to say that he's not a, you know, important figure in the progressive kind of movement. And this is just disappointing. Yeah. I mean, for being an asshole of a talking head, like, especially one who speaks for people on the left, whether we want him to or not, like he, he should be, he's smarter than that. That's disappointing. He, he does so much advocacy work for like so many marginalized people. Like, you know, he, he's so vocal about race issues and gay issues and women's rights. And like, it's, it's just very strange to me. However, I should, I should note that um, Bill Maher and some other people on this list aren't necessarily, they don't necessarily dispute the effectiveness of vaccines, Okay, but they are arguing that it's, you should have a choice whether you want to be vaccinated. Hmm. Okay. And that in itself seems like something that is almost rational to argue because it's like, it seems, it, I can see how it seems a little bit like big brothery or something that you're required to inject things into your body um, without having a choice. But we're going to get into why that is a thing in a little bit. Okay. Because <laughs> there is, there is <laughs> rationale behind it. Um, <clears throat> so first I want to talk a little bit for people who don't know that much about it, because I certainly didn't before I began researching about what a vaccine is. So a vaccine is a dead or weakened form of the more serious um, virus or disease that is injected into the body. Um, when that happens, your immune system is like, oh, this isn't supposed to be here. Um, but because it's been weakened or it's a dead like virus, it can defeat it very easily. And when that happens, your immune system produces antibodies to fight the infection. And then it stores, like <laughs> it puts away some information about those antibodies into the lockbox, and if the same infection comes back, it like replicates them and sends them to attack. It's like it's kind of fucking badass when you think about it. Oh, totally. I wish I were that effective in anything, um, <laughs> but I'm not. So thanks, immune system, for <laughs> keeping me safe. Although I am suffering, I have been suffering from a virus <laughs> for two weeks. So I wish that <laughs> wish that it were slightly more effective. Yeah, you slacking a little bit. <laughs> So the first vaccinations started up in the 1700s through a method called variolation. And this was an injection of a mild version of a disease to um, strengthen your immunity. It's really basically the same thing. It's just less uh, science-y, I think. Okay. And there was resistance to this immediately. Um, like any like any change that happens, and um, people weren't trusting it. Um, it was banned in some places, but eventually, uh, the the more modern vaccine method was introduced, and it was working very well. And so, for the first time, a compulsory vaccine was mandated for against smallpox. Okay. Um, and once again, there was, you know, a resistance to being told what to do. And um, after the resistance, there was a resurgence of smallpox. So connect the fucking dots. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then after the resurgence in smallpox, there was a resurgence in people getting vaccinated. And there were fewer incidents of smallpox after that. Oh, wow. Funny how that works. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> so um, some more recent statistics. There were studies done during uh, between 2008 and 2010 that suggested that the most likely people to not vaccinate their children were those of higher educational levels and socio socioeconomic status. And that seems a bit strange. 
Yeah, um, I think that, I mean, this probably just speaks to my own biased mind, but that seems to go the opposite way of where I would expect it to go. You would think like more educated, higher socioeconomic groups would be more open to things like vaccines and, you know, pretty well-proven medical treatments. Yeah. Um, I, 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 there's some theories about this, why this is, but it is totally absurd. Like people who can understand and have access to data Uh should be able to see why it's an important thing to do, especially for your children who you're responsible for. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's, yeah, there's a lot to get into still. So the one disease that people talk about the most with this movement is measles. Measles, interestingly, was declared eradicated in the year 2000, which is mm-hmm. great. <laughs> um, yeah. It was a great year <laughs> to, to not have measles. Totally. And it's kind of like eradicated with a asterisk. It, there were still, I think, some cases or something, but they were so isolated and random that you it wasn't an instance of it like spreading around and it was basically like listen you don't have to worry anymore and that's great in 2005 there was an outbreak in indiana of measles which was kind of shocking for the people who declared it eradicated i think um and then in 2013 there were 159 cases reported in 2014 that figure more than quadrupled to 668 cases. Only 10% of those reported cases were vaccinated, which makes you think like, so if I'm vaccinated, I can still get measles. Yeah, that is the mathematical reality. (laughs) Yeah. And um, the truth is you can still get measles if you're vaccinated and Um, We're going to talk about why in a minute and why it matters to still get vaccinated, even if you can still get measles. Mm -hmm. So in 2015, the U.S. reported its first measles, uh, death caused directly by measles in 12 years. Like we were doing so well. (laughs) (laughs) No accidents in 12 years. And then you just got to fucking throw it out the window. Mm Mm-hmm. And between just between last fall of 2018 and now, there were 200 cases alone in the state of New York. Many of them were reported to be from ultra-Orthodox Jewish communities who are less likely to vaccinate. Okay. In January of this year, there were 36 cases just in the month of January Um, in the state of Washington, which led the government of that state, that great state, to declare a state of emergency. So we're concerned. (laughs) I'm concerned. I don't want fucking measles. No, I don't want to die from some like 18th century disease that was declared eradicated at one point in my own lifetime. Exactly. So why do we vaccinate? Besides, besides the obvious reasons of not <laughs> wanting to die from a terrible disease. So like I said, getting vaccinated doesn't guarantee that you won't get the disease, right? But there's this concept called herd immunity because we are a herd of sheeple um, mm-hmm. that when most or all members of a herd are vaccinated, then this protects the protects those who are not immune to the disease or who with whom the vaccination was not effective. So in other words, if, you know, say that I am, the vaccine doesn't take with me for whatever reason, probably because I'm gay. Um, That's precisely why it wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Measles is an asshole. We, we know that much about it. Yeah. The measles vaccine is just like, nope. Nope, pack it up. (laughs) 
So let's say that I, yeah, or maybe maybe I have an allergic reaction to to the vaccine or something that's in the vaccine, and I I just can't have it. I should be fine because literally everybody else has had the vaccine and they're not carrying it in order to affect me. So you're like in a little bubble of other vaccinated people. Exactly. Um, So it protects like the weaker members who like aren't immune. And that's, that's the logic. It's like, it's not a complicated concept, right? Uh (laughs) Do you need further explanation, Ethan? I'm, I'm good. Is everyone else with us? I'm going to assume great. that was a resounding yes. <laughs> yeah, totally. Great. Thank you. Um, so rates tend to be higher in these educated or higher you know, socioeconomic brackets because they understand herd immunity or they've heard about it or learned about it or like figured it out on their own, which means they are selfish fucking pricks. <laughs> do you see do you see like the the connection I, yeah totally so they're not going to vaccinate or have their kids vaccinated to essentially ride the coattails of herd immunity even though by not getting vaccinated they are threatening the ability of herd immunity to protect them yeah exactly that's the dumbest thing in the world they are stubborn bitches who think like no one's going to tell me what to do. So I'm just like anti-establishment or they have uh, whatever other fucked up reasoning. And they're like, well, I think that, you know, vaccines help, but I think it's unhealthy for my kid. So since everyone else is vaccinated, I'm just not going to vaccinate my kid and they're protected by the herd. But what they're essentially doing is putting the rest of the herd in like the week, the week in it unimmunized people um, at risk. Yeah. And their own fucking child. Yeah. Jeez. I'm imagining some like community college professor who wears socks with Birkenstocks, (laughs) just being a pompous asshole. I mean, like, no, we didn't get Echo and Kaylee vaccinated. (laughs) Echo and Kaylee. Echo and Kaylee. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. So Echo and Woodstock. I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, some other some other interesting points. People say that vaccines are too expensive. However, um, they aren't. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> Let me start by saying they're not expensive. Uh, in most cases, they're free if you have health insurance or like $5 or something. Um, yeah. I know that getting an annual flu shot is completely free of charge if you have any kind of health insurance, inclu- including like the lowest bracket, whatever. I don't, I don't do health insurance. I don't talk about health insurance. It just pisses me off that it's not free. Yeah. And I think a lot of um, like community health departments have programs, right? Like income based. Yeah, income like sliding fee scale kind of things. Exactly. Um, to further validate uh, that the anti-vax movement is a crock of shit and like not not something that is honorable in any sort of way, there was a Russian troll farm linked to which was linked with attacking the 2016 presidential election that was discovered to also be tweeting anti-vax sentiments from 2014 through 2017 to sow discord quote unquote and embolden the anti-vax movement so russia's involved (laughs) not surprising okay how you feeling frustrated but also like what it is about what is it about people who choose not to either get vaccinated themselves or have their kids vaccinated like what guides them to make that decision uh fear mongering i guess and well yeah okay so we're gonna get into that i have there's one like major compelling argument which many of our listeners probably 
um, know know what's coming. But it's also a crock of shit. So, okay. Really quickly, um, before we get into the anti-vax arguments, I'm just trying to delay that because it's annoying. Um, a little bit, uh, a few more statistics about some of the most well-known diseases. So the first one, diphtheria. This is included in your Tdap vaccine, tetanus, mm-hmm. diphtheria, and pertussis. I think it's pronounced. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> pertussis. <laughs> It's a great vaccine. <laughs> I got to admit, like I like the I like the names of all of these diseases. Like there's, you never hear words like these unless you're talking about diseases. Diphtheria. Maybe I'll name. You know, we get a cat and name it diphtheria. Diphtheria. Just kidding. I would never get a cat. Get a shitty little dog and name it tetanus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what kind of dog would that be? I don't know. Probably a Chihuahua. Definitely. Oh God, they're the worst. I love dogs, but Chihuahuas. Favorite. Chihuahuas require a lot of structure <laughs> and socialization. <laughs> um, all right. So, diphtheria. Do you know what the symptoms of diphtheria are, Ethan? You know, I don't. I have never uh, worried about the symptoms of diphtheria because of, well, my favorite. Uh, Good old Tdap vaccine. Yeah, well, so regale that might me. Not save you anymore. What are the symptoms? <laughs> so just in case you <laughs> develop these symptoms, you should probably tell somebody. So okay. symptoms of diphtheria are a thick. This is my favorite. A thick gray membrane that covers your throat and tonsils. Cute. Oh. <laughs> Sore throat and hoarseness. Swollen glands, enlarged lymph nodes, difficulty breathing or rapid breathing, nasal discharge, fever and chills, and malaise. More than 15,000 Americans died from diphtheria in one year, 1921, before the vaccine was developed. And between 2004 and 2014, for a more relevant example, there were only two cases of diphtheria. So we went... From, you know, tens of thousands a year to, like, one. But vaccines Hmm. are bullshit. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they didn't play a role at all. The next one is rubella, which is included in the measles, mumps, and rubella cocktail, MMR. Mm -hmm. The symptoms of, of rubella, which is also called German measles, are pink a pink or red rash that begins on the face and then spreads downward to the rest of the body, a mild fever, usually under 102, swollen lymph nodes, runny or stuffy nose, headache, muscle pain, and inflamed or red eyes. There was an epidemic of rubella in 1964 that infected 12.5 million Americans, killed 2,000 babies, and caused 11,000 miscarriages. Oh. And since 2012, there have been 15 cases of rubella. Moving on to the crowd favorite, measles. Okay. Symptoms of measles. measles, measles weevils. <laughs> German measles and his English-speaking cousin, measles. Fever, dry cough, runny nose, sore throat. Inflamed eyes or and or conjunctivitis, and the telltale sign: tiny white spots with bluish white centers on a red background. Found in background, very scientific word. <laughs> found inside the mouth, on the inner lining of the cheek. That sounds fucking sinister. Hmm. And then there's also skin rashes, which are made up of large, flat blotches that often flow into one another. So, very cute. You look like a Rorschach blot. So, back in the day, it was assumed that you would get measles at some point in your life. It was kind of like how chicken pox used to be for those of us that are old enough (laughs) to have been forcibly exposed (laughs) to chicken pox. Before the vaccine was a thing. Um, (laughs) And so 
in the mid 1900s, there were between six and eight hundred thousand annual cases, which equals a ninety percent chance of contraction for everybody. Uh-huh. So you were probably going to get measles, like. Okay. And then the MMR vaccine was developed in 1971, and that number dropped to under 100,000. After 1980, there were only a handful in the like hundreds um, of cases, except there was a small outbreak in the 90s of 53,000, but that's still like significantly less than the 800,000 cases. Um, that used to happen annually. So what are your questions? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still stuck on the, what people looking at the incidence of this disease and the obvious precipitous decline of that disease after the introduction of a vaccine. And they're like, nah, I'm not going to do it. It's completely absurd. So like, I mean, I can understand people being, you know, concerned about, um, you know, unpleasant side effects or if the vaccine doesn't take, or if you have an allergic reaction to it, but in medicine, as in life, there is no zero there. There is always risk. Being alive is an inherently risky thing. Um, and these vaccines are created in a way that tries to reduce the risk of those harmful side effects as much as possible, as far as I understand what goes into creating these and the process of getting these things, you know, to market. And at what point, like science, I digress. science since the dawn of history has saved lives <laughs> like at what point do you become so <laughs> fucking stupid that you start like distrusting medicine yeah it's like okay do you want to take the risk of having this shot and either having an immunity to this terrible disease that's going to cause um a severe inflammatory condition in your brain that will kill you um, or do you just want to risk getting the severe inflammatory condition in your brain and dying a painful death? Like right. up to you. And like there, <sighs> only one to two out of a thousand end up like dying from measles. So it's not like extremely fatal. You know, it's like less than 1% fatal. But if everybody's getting measles, uh-huh. that means a lot of people are dying. You know, plus like it sucks to be sick with measles. Like, wouldn't you want to avoid that if you could? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Knowing knowing that there is a like vaccine for it that works reasonably well. So, like I was saying, (laughs) in the in the recent years there were far fewer cases. And like I said, in, 20, in t- the year 2000, it was declared eradicated. So there were essentially no cases of measles, right? In the year uh-huh. 2017, there were 110,000 deaths from measles worldwide. To give you an idea, because this is happening in like most developed, developed nations now that people are like starting to mistrust uh-huh. vaccines. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about why people actually let's take a break. <laughs> let's like let that sink in and then we'll talk okay. about these fucking idiots. All right. We'll be. <laughs> yeah. Let's take a teabag break. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, what's up? It's Ryan. Thank you so much for listening to Theory Query. Please follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Theory Query. Or you can always email us your feedback or suggestions um, at theoryqueerypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks and enjoy the rest of the show. All right. 
We're back from break. Everybody. So, Ryan, please continue to enrage <laughs> oh, me. Gladly. It's it's so fitting that I sound like <laughs> garbage <laughs> while I'm talking about illness. It makes me sad, ultimately. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna dive into um, anti-vax arguments, and I'm gonna do this on a scale from stupid to utterly moronic. Um, so <laughs> to start out, okay, um, people believe that reduction <laughs> the reductions in infectious diseases like measles and et al are just a result of improved sanitation and hygiene in humans what say you to that i think i think there's merit to that argument i think that the incidence of disease or the lower incidence of disease can in part be contributed to better sanitation um that being said i don't think that that is the only thing that has done that. Yeah, like we invented hand soap and then suddenly nobody had measles anymore at the same time that the vaccination was released. Yeah. I don't I don't think that's a thing. And I mean and you know some diseases or some, you know, infections, respiratory infections, things like that. Um retweet. <laughs> it's like not a, you know, you don't have to be in like skin to skin contact with someone to pick up a cold. I mean, there are airborne illnesses. Mm-hmm. All right. The so next get one. around that sanitation. <laughs> the next one is that the diseases themselves were already in decline before the vaccine was introduced. As in so like, where our immunity was starting to figure it out and we (laughs) just don't get it anymore (laughs) (laughs) yeah i would i would want to see like the evidence for that there isn't in fact there's evidence that's like violently against it um (laughs) okay there it's like well documented that both with uh, smallpox and whooping cough. Um, they like track the rate of people who like when an anti-vax kind of resistance came up, like the cases uh-huh. went up of infection. <laughs> like ugh, you're fucking stupid. The next one is something that we kind of, I started to touch on, but I wanted to wait until we got to this point. But people think that by contracting a disease that is rarely fatal, the the body mm-hmm. will be like it'll have a stronger immunity to it than if you just got the vaccine. And they they like justify it by saying, well, you need boosters of like many vaccines throughout your life. So if I were just to get the disease and beat it, then I'll never get it again and I don't need any boosters. Okay, so the Kelly Clarkson approach. <laughs> what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> I had no idea what you were talking about at first, but um, yeah, precisely. Okay. <laughs> um, Even though in immunology, what doesn't kill you typically makes you weaker. Yeah. Well, if our little anecdote from the beginning is any fucking evidence, it's like, no, you're kind of like stuck with that shit for the rest of your life it does not yeah. make you stronger it's a it's an infectious disease that is designed to take over your body and kill you yeah it's called living with a chronic illness <laughs> yeah thank god i'm not gonna get that again because you already fucking have it sing about that kelly <laughs> jeez uh, fuck. thank you thank you for that kelly fucking clarkson um, okay so the next one is about this substance called thiomersal and it's an antifungal preservative which contains mercury so a lot of anti-vaxxers are like vaccines have mercury um but as soon as mercury became identified as like a dangerous you know metal to have in your body it was eradicated from all major vaccines in 1999 
Okay. Oh, it started in 1999, but as of today, it's not in anything, um, except for some flu vaccines, but not all. And if you're questioning any of this, you should just ask, um, but still get vaccinated regardless, because a little bit of mercury <laughs> ain't so bad. Exactly. The next argument is that uh, the idea of vaccine overload, which isn't real, um, but people think that getting so many injections all at once, you know, when you're a kid, you get like lots of shots. Um, uh-huh. So people think that if an infant, for example, were to get lots of shots, that the side effects from said vaccines would bring down the infant's immunity. Is this documented? No. <laughs> by any study? Nope, it's totally made up. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's probably how it is. So the the dead viruses that are deactivated that get injected into you are called uh, antigens. Um, and they're the amount of antigens that you get from an injection um, are mm-hmm. way, 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 way less then your body produces on its own to fight like a natural infection. So it's, it's like, it's not, it's just not a thing. <laughs> uh, people okay. seem to think it is because they went to school. Okay. Yeah. For art majors. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. You heard me. You heard me. Are you fucking coming after me right now? <laughs> no, continue. Continue. I want to unpack that at a later time. (laughs) Fucking humanities major. For those of our listeners who don't know, Ryan here has a BFA. Yeah. Um, That's why it's funny. And I am fucking proud of it. And it has taken me far in life. Okay. (laughs) 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 I, I have nothing to say about that. Except I didn't have to do math <laughs> in college. And while all the other bitches of the world were like freaking the fuck out for tests, I was just pulling all nighters, painting pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm doing fine, except for the virus that's riddling my body that might possibly be measles. Cool. <laughs> So here's here's a here's a favorite one of mine. Religious reasons. Okay. Okay. So when the smallpox vaccine was introduced, there someone said, um, if God had decreed that someone should die of smallpox, it would be a sin to thwart God via vaccination. <laughs> Okay. So you mean to tell me that if your like four-year-old child was riddled with measles or smallpox, you would just be like, this is this is like well (laughs) this is how he goes. This is what happens. Yeah, so it's like an anti we're playing God (laughs) idea. And little Timmy fell off the slide, he had tetanus and now he died. In many states it's it's fully legal to refuse vaccinations on the grounds of, of religious reasoning. Hmm. There's another reason for religious uh, refusal, which is that the cell cultures of some viral vaccines and the virus of the rubella vaccine particularly are derived from tissues taken from Oh my God. I know what's coming. I know what's coming. And I hate it. <laughs> um, taken from uh, like cultures of abortions, which were performed in the sixties. There it is. So there Catholics is. in particular um, are known for, for not vaccinating <laughs> their kids because <laughs> it all came about via an abortion. Uh, I don't. I don't think anyone's going to go so far as to say that we're going to inject you with an abortion <laughs> or an aborted fetus. Just send, just send him home. <laughs> I mean, I can understand and I can be patient with the fact that there's probably a hell of a lot of nuance 
that goes into people reconciling their religious beliefs with developments in modern Western medicine. Um, that being said, I feel like at a certain point you have to make a choice. Like, are you going to participate in society and use these tools that are safe and effective to protect the other people in the society that you're participating in? Or are you going to go with your deeply held religious faith? I mean, it sucks to have that boiled down to like an either or kind of thing. Um, yeah. I, but at a certain point, it's like, that's the choice that you have to make. Regardless of how it came about, right? Well, whoever you are, whatever your beliefs are, um, if you think that the way that the thing was derived is wrong, like, good for you, but I don't want to get too biblical here, but if we're talking about, like, Christian values, you putting, like, an entire population at risk of an infectious and deadly disease doesn't seem very, like, in line to me. So Yeah. So fucking go get your kids vaccinated is what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> the next one is pretty yeah. interesting to me, um, and it's the field of chiropractic medicine. And I usually think of chiropractors as being pretty hip, um, but maybe they're too hip because <laughs> chiropractic medicine is an alternative medicine. We mustn't forget. And I... Uh -huh. I it's hip and that they can adjust your hip, <laughs> but you I'm should just go to an orthopedist instead. <laughs> I mean, I crack my neck and my joints. I'm, I'm down, I'm down to play. Um, so in a 1995 survey, one third of us chiropractors stated that vaccines are not effective. That's a lot of like what? quote unquote medical professionals <laughs> um, yeah. speaking out against vaccines. And they say this because they believe that all diseases originate in or like attack specifically the spine. Okay. Whatever that means. And schools of chiropractic medicine are supposed to teach this alternative medicine alongside scientific research. But there was a recent survey from, uh, I think it was in Canada, where they they surveyed first-year students and then surveyed them and then surveyed fourth-year students. And the freshmen are more likely to be pro-vaccination than the seniors, which suggests that um, they're getting brainwashed by their, their education <laughs> ruins it. Oh my gosh. That um, reminds me, this is a total aside, but it reminds me of a very silly thing, um, that was on, I think dressed to kill with Eddie Izzard. If you're an Eddie Izzard fan or if there are any Eddie Izzard fans out there, uh, that, that's not me, but go ahead. He talks about chiropractors and how their philosophy on treating illness is, I'm going to crack your bones. You got diphtheria. I'm going to crack your bones. <laughs> your heads come off. I'm going to crack your bones. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is satisfying, but I don't think it's going to, it's going to cure my mumps. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So Be like y'all can go adjust yourself. All right. Don't touch me. <laughs> Carrying on. Uh, this one is like semi-rational, but, uh, the data is like, I think if it's semi-rational, it's non-rational. <laughs> well, I say it's, it's not semi-rational because like I have the same thoughts, but not about this specific topic. And that is that it's a like bullshit for profit push by, by big pharma. And okay. we all know. And if you don't, and if you don't know this, like get woke, but, Big Pharma is fucking evil and they make people sick to continue to make money and charge overcharge people for medication. But 
so people like affix this um, thing to vaccines, and they say like pharma is just trying to make money. Okay. However, vaccines are cheap. <laughs> the margin that big pharma is claiming on the production and sale of vaccines is probably a lot smaller than what it is on like specialty drugs. Interestingly, it's the smallest <laughs> area of, of pharmaceutical. Yep, that was my next point. So thanks, bitch. Good. Shot that one out of the sky. Great. <laughs> um, some people think that it's a CDC conspiracy and a method of population control and uh, fear mongering okay. and stuff like that. So they want to keep injecting us with like mind control totally stuff or it's the reptiles man. <laughs> um okay. it it all reptiles, goes back yeah. to the reptilians that's why it was episode yep. one because it all goes back to it it's a method of mind control and uh also and or like more <laughs> slightly more rational people would say that the diseases don't exist but they're telling us that they're a threat to keep us fearful which I believe is a practice that is being employed constantly, Donald Trump, um, to keep people like in line and keep people under control. Yeah. But this is not <laughs> For, one of them. Like serious health conditions, all you have to do is track down someone who has said health condition and ask them, like, is it really that bad? Is it awful? Right. And they probably and, say, fuck, yeah, it's bad. And it's easily defeated as well. Like when we were talking about the flat earth and you're like every pilot and like <laughs> yeah. every person who's ever flown a plane is like in on the conspiracy. Right. Um, in this case, the whole world, all world leaders, all world, like yeah, health professionals and researchers would also have to be in on this. So, I mean, the sheer scale of it is a joke in and of itself. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> my, my favorite, like, short ridiculous one there's more are that people are getting sick more often today than ever really no not really <laughs> it's <laughs> it's not real um life expectancy continues to rise in in humans in general especially in develop in developed countries <laughs> and the number of centurions that is people who live over 100 will continue to break records like every year for the foreseeable future so Maybe those statistics are made up. <laughs> but the <Or> Ruby. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about the, the most widely accepted among anti-vaxxers uh, theory, which is that vaccines cause okay. autism. So the measles vaccine or sorry, the, yes, the measles vaccine was on the decline in Somalia starting in 2008 after a perceived rise in autism in the country. So there are more reported cases of, of kids being diagnosed with autism. Um, and people thought that it was because okay. of the measles vaccine. In Minnesota in 2017, there was a large outbreak of measles. It's a, it's a pretty famous and well-documented one. 65 of 78 of those were Somali Americans. Okay. So a direct correlation. And around the same time, a former, former doctor, I say this because <laughs> his license was revoked, <laughs> named Andrew Wakefield, um, visited Minneapolis and teamed up with anti-vax groups to raise concerns that vaccines were the cause of autism. And he kind of propagated this idea. Um, however, there have been multiple studies conducted which show zero connection between vaccines and autism. And I would also like to add that autism is not like a death sentence for your child. This, this is what I wanted to say. Exactly. But like, it bums me out and it pisses me off that parents are saying, I would rather 
risk my kid getting an old-timey disease, possibly being, like, maimed for life, maybe dying, who knows, than have a kid with autism. Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, go fuck your couch. (laughs) Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Like, uh, A, autism is, like, a chromosomal condition. Vaccines do not get into your DNA and like change your genetic structure. Nothing can do that except for the, the X-Men vaccine virus thing. Oh yeah. (laughs) That made Senator Kelly turn into a water blob. That's true. But that is not a, a rational fear to have. And yeah. neither is awesome. Those, that's not real. Much like <laughs> vaccines causing autism. <laughs> yeah. Also, you can... not real. <laughs> Equally justified of being afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss Halle Berry. Uh, is she okay? I think she's okay. I'm sure she's okay. I'm worried about her. <laughs> um, yeah. But your like your point was pointed <laughs> um, in that like let's see let's weigh the options here plague or autism mm-hmm. hmm. hmm I could have a dead child or a child that's a little bit different than their peers but still a fully functioning fully beautiful human that I will love to death and who will grow old and have like a very normal life. Yeah. God. Hmm. Tough choice. Hmm. Hmm. So for anyone who's listening, who like has heard or read articles about anything that links autism and vaccinations, it's not true. Like, Science is a thing that is real. (laughs) Exactly. And it has been disproven. Like, go (laughs) read about it because the information and the research has been done for you. You don't have to do it. (laughs) It's not Mm -hmm. real. All right. My favorite one. My favorite one. Yep. Are you ready? Drum roll. Vaccines cause. Can you guess it? (gasps) Is it about us? Yeah! Yay! It's about us! Oh, thanks. Vaccines cause homosexuality. Yay! Man, I wish more people could get vaccinated. Um, Yeah, everyone go get vaccinated. (laughs) Come join the party. Come to our side, our team. It's way more fun. Like, do you see how much fun we're having? Yeah. (laughs) So... There is this Italian scientist named Gian Paolo Vanoli. Vanoli. (laughs) (laughs) And he said that, I'm going to quote here. Tell me what Mr. Cannoli said. (laughs) I'm not going to quote. I'm going to paraphrase because it's in like uh, roughly translated. (laughs) (laughs) Broken English. (laughs) The vaccine is introduced into the child and the child then grows and try tries to find its own personality. And if this is inhibited by mercury, which is no longer in vaccines, or other substances present in the vaccine, which enter the brain, the child becomes gay. <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the problem will especially be present in the next generations because when gays have children... Which they totally can. Yeah. Oh, you know me. Um, Cranking out kids. <laughs> the children will carry along with them the DNA of their parents' illness. Oh, my God. <laughs> because homosexuality is a disease, even though the WHO has decided that it is not. I love my disease. So you can oh, go yeah, no, this off. is my fabulous disease. What's up? <laughs> he said, 
Each vaccination produces homosexuality because it prevents the formation of one's personality. I happen to think I have a lot of personality. Yeah. I don't think my vaccines went into the formation of my personality. And here's the best part. It is a micro form of autism, if you will. What? You will see how many gays there will be in the next generation. It will be a disaster. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a big gay disaster. (laughs) So, but... so, so, Mr. Mr. Linguini is, I'm, I'm worried about him because, <laughs> so isn't like one of the side effects or there's like a lot of neurological side effects to mercury poisoning. Um, I think back in like the, what, like 19th and early 20th centuries, there was like mad hatter disease. So I think the phrase really? mad hatter um, was actually it actually came from um, gentle fellows who wore um, like top hats and other such fancy hats. They actually treated them with mercury to give them like a, a shine. And uh, the mercury vapors coming off of your hat would basically like cause like neurological deterioration. And so you would go crazy. And that's where Mad Hatter came from. I'm pretty sure that's right. And they all started shouting, change places. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So Mr. Linguini, I don't know if it's his hat or the thermometers that he was eating, but I think that, I think he might be fam. He's gone crazy. Yeah. It's, it's. What's his actual name again? Uh, Vanoli. Cannoli. Great. Okay. Continue. (laughs) I love cannolis. (laughs) So the funniest part of this whole thing is that despite this statement and his views, I believe he's still alive. This isn't like an old thing. Um, He and Vanoli insists that he supports same-sex marriage and gay adoption. He he doesn't blame gay people for their illness. In the same way, he wouldn't blame someone who suffers from cancer or a heart attack. <laughs> okay. That's... I think we should light this dude on fire. Uh, oh, my God. Show him what a real flamer <laughs> so, looks like. Huh. That's oddly backhanded, but... Well, I like to get slapped <laughs> around a little, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Moral of the story, vaccines work, and... Even if you, for any reason or at any moment, think that you're safe because everybody else is vaccinated, that's not true, Um, particularly because there's fewer and fewer people getting vaccinated. And also because you're putting, even though like you might have a natural resistance to something, you're putting everybody else at risk and you, that blood is like on your hands. Yeah, I think that it's... uh the responsible thing to do as a a participant in modern society um, to get your vaccines. This is, I mean, it's a funny conspiracy because it's so dumb. (laughs) Like (laughs) there's no, there's no argument. Yeah. I mean, it's at all. It is a funny conspiracy, but it's a dangerous conspiracy because um, (laughs) as we heard, when we were going through all those stats at the beginning of the episode, people die. Exactly. And people, more people are dying because of this stupid fake movement. Like, like the story at the beginning, you know, though that German family, they, they vaccinate themselves and their kids and they are victims of this even though they did the right thing because mm-hmm. fewer people are vaccinating now and their kid died. Like this is why it's not, it's not about you. It's exactly. about society and it's about <laughs> your friends and your peers. And if your own kids are you know, sneaking like, out to go get themselves vaccinated, come on. 
which happens. Writing's on the wall. So that's the end of today's episode. Yeah. Um, not, not much room for doubt there. If you are experiencing any doubts, um, <laughs> read anything on the internet. Talk to your family doctor. Um, <laughs> and talk to a licensed practicing medical professional who will not try and crack your back or make you eat herbs. If any of your friends are not vaccinating their children, kidnap them and (laughs) get them vaccinated. Don't hang out with them. (laughs) Cease to be their friend. That as well. All right, everybody. That's the end of another episode. Please subscribe, rate, review us. We love you guys. Keep listening. Get vaccinated. Don't get mumps. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll see you next time. Get your shots. Be super gay. Have a great time. Theory Query is 100% independently produced. If you like today's episode, please tell your friends. Please follow us on social media and please subscribe to this podcast so we can keep the content coming.